I remember being on the field after losing the College Cup Final Four in soccer in 2016, thinking, this is the best and worst moment of my life. We had just come short of a national championship, but I also had this tremendous feeling of success because of the team standing around me and what I found in our camaraderie. Then it was all over. I decided not to pursue a soccer career following. Suddenly, I thought everything I had built for myself, everything I had worked for since I was four years old, was just gone. I started asking athletes from all different sports and competitive levels, and they too felt they were trying to fill this void of not having sports in their lives, and not having a sports team who fundamentally just understood who they were without having to explain it. Hey guys, I'm Marina Paul, founder of Jocks, where we're making sports lifestyle easily accessible to athletes after sports and redefining what it means to be a jock. Sports help us build our foundation, who we are, what we value, and help us create our why. But it's figuring out who we are without that sport that many of us struggle with. On this podcast, I interview current and former athletes who have never shared their story about finding their why. We know that in games, there's no uniform way to win, and everyone has their own style coupled with adaptation to adversities. I know that by emulating sports lifestyle that once made us so successful on the field, by surrounding ourselves with teammates and having the right preparation with nutrition, style, fitness, and mental tools, we will all win our new sport and win this game of life together. You laugh when you say you, you you know you kid yourself that you're still a competitive athlete, but I feel like it never leaves us. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, we're all you know all competitors, and that's what that's what is the driving force and what helps me um, in t- continuing to grow the business is to have that background. You know, mm-hmm. have that competitive spirit, have that um, that grit, that work ethic, uh, not hearing no, believing in yourself. You know. This week, I sat down with my new friend, Shayna Zadie, former professional basketball player and UCLA Bruin. Her experience as an athlete and the lack of nutritious sports drinks on the market compelled her to create Tumi, a healthy, delicious sports drink made pretty much all from turmeric with almost zero sugar, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant ingredients and electrolytes. Tumi currently fuels the Golden State Warriors, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and six other professional sports teams, along with many other professional athletes. In this episode, Shana and I talk about being a Bruin, running a company with her family and friend Mercedes Lewis, finding a new way to connect with basketball and sports, and working towards self-appreciation every day. Here in Burbank, California, in the Toomey headquarters with Shana Zadie. Shana, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for being being here, coming down to Burbank, and um, I'm excited to talk to you about Toomey. Of course, and we are drinking Toomey right now and trying the first Toomey shots out of a, a kegerator, and Toomey's a sports drink, and I'm just wondering why I didn't have this during my competitive athletic career, because this is so much better for me than the blue ch- power it used to chug. So, well, it's funny that you mentioned that, because I feel the same way, and that's really the reason why we started to me um played basketball at ucla as you mentioned and there i probably should have had stock in all of the sports <laughs> drinks that were available gatorade powerade you know just to name a few um and just just would drink them without even thinking um then when i went to go play I had the opportunity to play basketball overseas um and played in germany for four years 
Um, and while I was there, I discovered that they didn't have those sports drinks that I had grown up on um, in most of their stores. So uh, they weren't readily available. They didn't have them on the sidelines at the games. And at first, I was a little bit mad. I was like, <laughs> well, what am I supposed to drink? Right. Um, but then that kind of opened my eyes into why they weren't out there and what was exactly in them um, and the artificial ingredients, um, the high sugar, the high calories, um, the no the lacking real substance, you know, lacking innovation, you know, no, no real food with function. Um, and just made me think we have to have a healthier alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be a healthier sports drink um, that we can enjoy that um, can fuel us and also give us some added benefit. And, right. and that's kind of the idea just stuck in my head um, and continued to play. And when I came back from playing overseas, um, that's where the idea even grew even more. So Yeah. So I totally want to realize that sentiment too. Like when, when I didn't have the blue or the certain color Powerades you wanted at your sports games, we were pissed too. We're like, yeah. I want my, I want my yellow today. I want my yellows on Sundays. Yeah. And my, you know, it's all the rituals, but, um, that's really cool that this idea sort of spurred out of desperation and how did you come up with touring in it? Yeah. So then when I came back over from playing overseas, um, you know, my, a little bit older, my, my body was a little broken down and um, was trying to search for ways to, to kind of recover faster, um, to heal, to just do everyday life. Um, and um, turmeric, thankfully, has been in my family tree. Um, all growing up, I, I used to have turmeric uh, when I was sick. I used to have it, um, you know, to as a paste on my aching muscles um, because my dad's originally from Pakistan and um, my grandparents were from India. So they had, you know, all these Ayurvedic remedies, all these herbal medicines that, that we would use and that I grew up on and didn't even think anything about. I just thought they were, okay, I was sick, go see grandma. All mm-hmm. right, I was hurt. All right, go see grandma. And it was always <laughs> like something... Um, that she would provide and she would give to me. Um, and it always was yellow, uh, and I never really thought much of it. I honestly thought she was just giving me Tiger Balm on my, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to rub on my muscles. Um, but there was always turmeric in there. And um, it's because of the strong anti-inflammatory properties um, and the antioxidants and it just being such a, such a really super root. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming back to it, um, when I'm trying to find that solution, uh, I, I asked my dad, what did grandma used to make? What did she used <laughs> What's to put on us? Stuff? Yeah. What, how do we get more of that yellow stuff? Yeah. Um, and then we started to dig a little deeper and um, figured, you know, there had to be an easier way to get turmeric into my diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going to sit and grind and make a paste. I wasn't, you know, cooking chicken curry and eating copious amounts of that every mm-hmm. day. Um, and so we thought, let's put it in a beverage. And that, that solved our solution. That made the solution for... Uh, creating a healthier sports drink, um, as well as an easier way to get turmeric into our diet. So, mm-hmm. so sports drink, like why you said you wanted to sort of um, combat the other like big names like Power and Gatorade who have all the artificial ingredients, but what else um, as part of being an athlete but a retired athlete almost, why go after the sports drink? Well, um, you know, functional waters and like – um, now the whole industry of kombucha or 
teas and those and those things um, a few years ago weren't even as prevalent as they are now. Mm-hmm. So to think, you know, to think of a beverage that had turmeric in it, what do you call it? You know, what right. what is it? Is it a water? Is it a juice? Um, is it a tea? Like there was all these categories that we had to fit into, mm-hmm. and we really weren't fitting into them um, mm-hmm. because. Uh, there, just even a year or two ago, there wasn't really anything like it of our kind, of the kind, you know. Um, so we thought, okay, well, this if we add a little bit of electrolytes, um, you know, the turmeric is a great anti-inflammatory. So as an athlete, you want to have something that either can keep you going while you're working out, or mm-hmm. afterwards can help you to recover. Um, so that's sports, you know, and and really, you know, it's cliche, but life is a sport mm-hmm. and. Um, so let's kind of spin it on its head and let's make this a sports drink that's actually good for you. Yeah, that is, that's so cool. And I love how you combine sort of just like everything you grew up with and knew that was so neat, just in your nature. And then also combining like your love for sports for it. Do you think creating a sports drink too sort of was a coping mechanism for your transition out of sports? It's like, how can I still be involved in that world? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, I felt like, I mean, I played four years overseas. Um, uh, for some, that's a lot. For mm-hmm. me, it, it was kind of scratching the surface. Um, I still felt I had more in the tank, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really ready to leave sports entirely. Actually, when I first came back, I was coaching and I was working in athletic administration um, because I just wanted to still be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always knew I wanted to be in business, always had a desire to, to start my own company, um, ever since I was little, I used to like make up designs and logos and, and say that that was going to be my company name and would scratch out my dad's name on his business card and write my name. So I always knew that I would want to do something. I had that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to be able to combine it with sports definitely uh, was, was kind of the motivation behind, like you said, why choose this as a sports drink and not something else. It, it definitely was a driving force in that. Yeah. That's so neat. I want to go back to to your career as UCLA Bruin. Um, obviously, that's one of the most the best basketball programs out there, um, and I'm sort of obsessed with John Wooden. So I want to go and talk about your experience playing at that institution, um, what it means to have sort of like those famous names, whether it's John Wooden, Russell Westbrook, um, all of these other players who are just incredible and you know sort of heroes to to young athletes like what was it like to be in that area yeah it was amazing I mean definitely um it was a dream come true Uh, I always wanted to go to UCLA uh growing up in LA um my cousin went there so just from a school standpoint like I always I always wanted to stay in California so Mm -hmm. um definitely was a dream come true in that aspect and then playing there um, seriously had to pinch myself just being a, a part of the company that from the list of names that you mentioned, um, you know, my class, Trevor Ariza was on the guy's side. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Luca Mbamute went there, um, Jordan Farmer. I mean, the list of, of NBA players uh, that went to UCLA that played there at the same time while I was there um, is crazy in itself. Uh, and then on the female side, like being a part of, of, of such a great program, um, having such a great team. I played behind um, one of the best point guards 
uh, in college basketball that went on and played in the WNBA. Nikki Blue is her name. And I played beside Noelle so Quinn, who just won a WNBA championship with Seattle Storm yeah. in her 13th year playing in, in wow. the WNBA. Yeah, so um, definitely to be a part of that company. And it just it just made me um, want more. Mm-hmm. And, and I just strive to be better every day just from the people that were around me. So. Mm-hmm. And then how was your experience in Germany? Uh, in Germany was that a blast. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Germany was a blast. I mean, I'm I'm definitely fortunate to have such be a part of such great um, programs um, from UCLA and then playing playing in Germany. The team that I was a part of was amazing. They embraced uh, embraced me and they took me in um, as their own. Uh, I, my first year out there, I was the only American on the team, wow. so that was an experience. But um, like I said, it, it was great meeting new people, being mm-hmm. a part of the culture, and obviously be doing what I love, playing basketball. Um, some of my, I still have friends to this day um, that that we go back and forth. So like I went went out for their wedding last year. Wow. They're coming out here this summer. So I made lifelong friendships mm-hmm. in addition to the experience of of playing some pretty high level basketball. So right. What was it like? Obviously, you didn't speak German before, did you? No, I no no. <laughs> so, what was it like having the language be basketball, um, like, and having to learn well, each other? Well, thank, thankfully, uh, being being in Germany, they most of them learn Sweet. yeah learn English when they're like in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're anxious to speak it because mm-hmm. they don't speak it every day. So whenever there's like an English speaker that comes around, they're excited to want to talk you're like uh, I have so many yeah, friends <laughs> yeah exactly um from anywhere from going to subway you know after yeah. after practice to walking through the city through my team everybody wanted to speak um English so that made it easier um mm-hmm. uh and it, it, the language still is basketball uh, mm-hmm. obviously um but it did help that they really spoke English and then I wanted to learn when I realized that I wasn't going to be jumping from country to country and I was actually going to be staying mm-hmm. in the same country and with the same team, um, I decided to take a little more serious and wanting to learn the language. So, ich kann sprechen ein bisschen Deutsch. I can speak a Whoa. little bit of German. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So, did you formulate any of Toomey while you were there or did you exclusively start it in the States? No, I have to, um, you know attribute my dad and my family to, to that because they're the co-founders in the company um, and it definitely was something that came about when I returned okay. um, like I said the idea was just brewing of wanting to do do something um, as far as my own as well as uh, have this healthier alternative mm-hmm. um, but beyond that really really didn't kind of take fire till I got back gotcha yeah okay and working with your family, how how is that? Yeah, it's it's an experience. I mean, uh, we all bring uh, different different pieces um, to the pie, I should say, mm-hmm. or we all have different um, specializations. So that really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we were all doing the same thing, I, I would imagine it'd be very difficult. <laughs> um, but the fact that we all do do something different you know my dad handles the r&d he's really in touch works with our food scientist um um, has the business experience because he's had businesses before so it's definitely a soundboard someone to jump 
um, you know, creative ideas on, but as well as like the nuts and bolts of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my brother, he's a, he's he's very creative. Um, he, he's worked for you know different streetwear fashion designers, um, done graphic wow. design before. So like for him, it's it's a lot more uh, design oriented and in, in, in the marketing aspect of things. And then I like to say that like I bring. Um, kind of a little bit of everything but mostly mm-hmm. uh like the vision of the future of the company um as far as relationships going out there and being the one that that talks about the brand and talks to people about the brand and just kind of growing the business so we all do different things yeah. um so that makes it that definitely helps um but uh, yeah there you know there's some ups and downs so. <laughs> as always it's like yeah. competing against your siblings yeah when you're younger. exactly just, <laughs> um that's really awesome too because i think that I'm just really passionate about family companies. I think that there is so much passion behind them and especially from, you know, the formulation coming from your heritage, like that just puts so much more, honestly, like love in the bottle, I think. So yeah, absolutely. um, that's really cool. I want to talk about some of your marketing efforts, how they sort of align a lot with your sports background. Obviously it's a sports drink, but who have you, how have you leveraged like your Bruin network or who, what reputable, reputable names drink to me? Yeah. Um, well, it's pretty exciting, actually. So um, when we when we're starting, um, wanted to get and had our had our first bottle, you know, uh, that actually we started off with just like a small lab before we even went to a co-packer and took that sample and sent it off to a bunch of my friends that were playing, you know, professional sports at the time. Um, one of them being Mercedes Lewis, who's a Pro Bowl tight end, plays for the Green Bay Packers now. He's in his wow. like 13th season. Um, and he loved it. You know, what other what better sport than football to kind of test something on its, mm-hmm. you know, anti-inflammatory properties because of like all the contact in the sport and mm-hmm. just even from uh, just from a standpoint of the, what they are drinking on the sidelines currently and if this would match up to it. Um, and he loved it. He loved to love the drink as well as wanted to be involved on the business side. So wow. he's actually um, I consider him another co-founder. Uh, mm-hmm. He's definitely business partner, uh, partner in the company. Um, someone that's really helped us to open up more doors, um, in the sports world, as well as just being, uh, really insight on, on the vision of our company. So he's, he's a partner of ours. And then from there we decided, okay, we want to take this to sport professional sports teams. Um, we want to get it in the locker rooms, uh, Mm -hmm. so that way we can really validate it. Start from kind of a, a top-down approach um, instead of just getting into every store that we could think of right. we wanted to get into professional sports teams um, so we were able to get uh, into the Jacksonville Jaguars wow. um, practice facility so they're they're a customer of ours we also um, were able to venture over to basketball and uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, no way. A customer of ours. Since yeah. when? Uh, for a couple of years now. So we... we Some championship yeah, titles exactly, <laughs> right? We, helped, we could say we helped them get a, a championship, right? Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're very fortunate that Chelsea Lane, who was the head athletic trainer, she's now with the Atlanta Hawks, but mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago she was with the Golden State Warriors, and we were able to get a sample over to her, and she loved the product she loved our story and wanted to you know incorporate turmeric more into the players diets and was able to uh put it in the practice facility so the players can enjoy it um you know when in between their workouts and as their active recovery 
Yeah. Uh, so it was really great. So we have a few other uh, pro teams now, about eight of them that uh, are definitely customers of ours and enjoying the benefits of Timmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, uh, yeah, we were able to, to meet some more athletes and um, kind of expose them to the brand and, yeah. and go from there. Yeah. I think this is so cool, too, because athletes understand, it's like nutrition is fundamental to their success, and it's like all about that preparation. It's like, how can I be the best, and what do I need to put into my body? What kind of sleep do I need to get? All these different things. And this, it not only tastes so good, it's so good for you, and it's like, I want to put this in my body where it's like, I don't want to have to plug my nose and, you know, chug something that I don't like. And also, there's like... Probably 20 sketchy ingredients on there. Right. Um, and so that's what excites me so much about about this. And I see it being such a big success. And do you guys you guys don't have to be NSF certified? No. Or do you? No. no. We, don't, we don't have to be because um, it's not a supplement. So it's still listed just, just as uh, normal nutrition facts, normal, normal ingredients. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So there's no – we have all of the – other you know guidelines specifications but thankfully you know it's approved trainer approved so and i think it also means so much that a former professional athlete created this so it's like you know exactly what i mean you can empathize what with what professional athletes are going through with what retired athletes are going through and i think that's huge too because a lot of times i'm trying to discover sort of like a new drink or something that will help you with me with my athletic performance because I lie to myself and say I'm like still a competitive athlete um and it's really hard to find things that you know are created by athletes who understand what I'm going through and what I need yeah um, no well I mean you you laugh when you say you, you you know you kid yourself that you're still a competitive athlete but I feel like it never leaves us you know mm-hmm. um we're all you know all competitors and that's what that's what is the driving force and what helps me um into continuing to grow the business is to have that background you know yeah. have that competitive spirit have that um that grit that work ethic uh not hearing no believing in yourself you know all those things we learn as a competitive athlete and that we that we bring to our sport we can mm-hmm. then bring it over into everything that we do and even when we do still compete like I still go and play basketball and when, when I play you know I'm acting <laughs> as if I was still overseas you know right. um that doesn't that I don't think that leaves us and it actually helps me like you said having that background um I can be you know we talk a lot about just in general female empowerment and um, I think as an athlete, in my opinion, at least from the friends that I've spoken to and just myself, like we don't really s- see it as much of a, of a burden, um, at least today, this today, in today's day and age, thanks to Title IX and thanks to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really see it as something that limits us. Um, you know, being a female, we, we're always around, uh, you know, different guys, whether it be in our sport or in, you know, the brother sport or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I say that because I'll, I will be the only female in a gym full of profession, now professional athletes. Um, and I'll be perfectly comfortable and they'll be perfectly comfortable having me around because of that sport background, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that I was there 
and I've been there, um, mm-hmm. and then I know what they're doing, and I can appreciate the work that they're putting in, and at the same time, now I have something to offer them that actually potentially will help them um, to be even better in their sport. Um, so I was fortunate enough that the example that I'm bringing up is um, at UCLA they do they've done legendary pickup runs in the summertime um started you know during the magic era when he was in LA he would and was playing for the Lakers he would come to UCLA and go up into the what we call uh the student activity center or it used to be called the men's gym because that's where John Wooden actually coached um yeah and they would just all the NBA players would come back come to LA and play in there and so um I've been fortunate enough to be able to go there in this past summers and kind of give some of the players to me and let them try it. Um, and also just yeah. kind of be around them. So that's awesome. And I think something you just said, it's like you appreciate all the things, all the little things that they do that no one else sees behind the scenes right. because you also did them. And I, you know that every competitive athlete did that. And I think that's something that I'm really passionate about is you know, highlighting all of these little things, all of the work ethic, all of just everything behind the scenes that no one sees, especially like starting a, a beverage company that no one sees. They see, wow, like you're giving it to this like amazing professional athlete, this famous person, but they don't see like all the hard work that you have put into it, all the grind, just like you used to do like suicide sprints right. like to get ready for the season or, you know, your 9 p.m. bedtime, like all of that little stuff. So, um, I just think that it's so admirable. I don't really have a question. I'm yeah, just saying no, that that's it's awesome. just a comment that I think that you coming to them and now bringing sort of like your new sport being to me, yeah, um, yeah. is really really cool. No, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, I hadn't heard it put that way, but it sounds exactly yeah. right. Like it is like my sport. You know, it is. Um, it's it's kind of funny. It just becomes you. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people think okay, you know, there's a whole movement about that we're more than athletes, which is 100% true because we can go, go into business. We can, mm-hmm. um, you know, be an artist. We can, There's so many other things. It's not just that we're confined to our sport. However, um, we do embody our sport and embody being an athlete mm-hmm. and carry it with us in everything that we do. Um, so, uh, you know, I walk in, you know, talk to people and then be like, okay, yeah, Shane is talking about to me and it's no longer, you know, I'm talking about it. I am to me, right. you know, just like I, I, I didn't just play basketball. Like it lived in me. So, um, yeah, to me being my, uh, new sport. I like that. That's <laughs> definitely true. You no, know? I mean, it, it is so true. And the beverage industry is brutal. Yeah. Like it is really competitive and it's really male dominated. Right. And, um, I don't know necessarily if it's the same on the basketball court where like you're respected no matter what gender you are, like you're going to go ball out, like just because you're an athlete and you compete. And so I think that's something that's a little bit harder, was harder for me to realize like going into um, like corporate life is like, you can't just go beat someone at a game. Like, well (laughs) you can, but like you can't get that respect that you get on the athletic court. But I think being an athlete helps you earn that respect right no uh definitely be able to sit at the table with Mm -hmm. anyone really Mm -hmm. that's awesome um i want to talk about your transition a little bit yeah from from playing i mean uh, coupled with college you played what eight years and then and then it was over you moved back to the states and 
how was that transition? Yeah, uh, at first I was super excited. Um, I just felt like I was tired, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you say eight years, which is true, but, you know, it goes back high school. That's another four yeah. years, and it goes back, you know, when I, when I started playing um, really competitive basketball was actually pretty late for some, for most. I, I would say I really picked it up in about eighth grade. I mean, I played okay. like rec ball before that, but tennis was actually my first sport. Um, awesome. And uh, played competitively on the junior circuit and then switched, switched well, had been playing basketball, but really um, decided that I wanted to go and put everything into it. Um, so yeah, so I've been playing for so long that uh, I needed a break. And I was ready to transition into something else. You know, I didn't know what it was, but I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when that transition actually happened and it, and it came, uh, when I came back, it it was a little bit of a shock. You know, I was still missing, missing sports. Um, I still wanted to be involved. I still wanted to play. I still wanted to practice. Um, so it was a little difficult, but like I said earlier, I was very fortunate that I was able to jump into um, coaching as well as, um, you know, athletic administration. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of learn some business skills as well as still very much be involved in the sport by passing it down to now the next generation and teaching them, mm-hmm. um, how to play. And then from there, um, I actually went back to UCLA and was working as a director of Bruin varsity club. So in charge of all of our former student athletes, um, in a, fundraising and friend raising uh, role um, <laughs> oh gosh yeah. I no. get a call from my friend I'm like can you donate to the athletic fund I'm like no I don't have any money yeah I mean, you know, it, I mean that's what it is it's a little tricky but obviously you want to give back to the school and then at the same time the school wants to keep the community together mm-hmm. um, so I kind of filled in that role yeah um, so Again, I was always around um, sports and around uh, my sport, so made the transition a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest thing was, was finding something that I was passionate about, which mm-hmm. happened to be something that I could actually own and start on my uh, start myself, um, mm-hmm. and that's really what help, has been helping. I would say it's, I don't think the transition actually is just like a year or two years or no. it just stops. Like I feel like... Uh, you're always, in a sense, in in transition. Uh, right. And I, I still feel like I'm transitioning out of playing, and that was, what, eight years ago now. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think, too, it's like for athletes, like, we are some of the most passionate human beings. I don't know how to not be an athlete. Yeah. So we are just so passionate about what we're doing, whether it's our sport, our team, our individual skill, like, any goals that we want to achieve and so when we don't have that passion that not just gets us up in the morning but like makes us want to live to be our best it's a real struggle and I totally feel that and I yeah. I, I think that the transition it's so different for everyone based on their experience um, but especially people who played like further at the professional level I mean that was your job that was your title that's like who you were and sort of like everything in your life fell underneath that. Right. And so it's not your soul being, but right. it's, it's was your like needless to say your identity right. for so long. So a hundred percent. And, and another part of that I would say is just like the mental aspect of, of everything, you know, just, um, constantly, uh, like 
in your head about things and mm-hmm. um, you know wanting to be the best at everything and when you're not or you have something removed from you then like how to to combat that so mm-hmm. the mentality of, of being an athlete I feel like as we talked about you can harness it and, and do it for make it really good or it could eat you up because mm-hmm. you're you're lacking you're missing I have friends that you know they, they can't have they don't have that burning desire for competition you know and it, it's something that's missing for them so right how do you now um sort of managing your own schedule how do you go from having like a strict routine that's set by coaches and like set goals with the team how do you how do you structure your life now yeah I'm glad you mentioned that like we're talking about <laughs> transition like, oh. that's the hardest oh thing gosh. ever like that's the hardest thing ever even from working out like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna just run on a tr- on a treadmill I'm not gonna just get on an elliptical I can't do that I, no. I, I have to it has to still be like a hardcore workout or it has to at least have some kind of plan behind it like mm-hmm. this is the goal this is for how much time and and that actually hurt me uh, you know before starting to me another reason for it was to really just get back to my health you know get back and and focus on my health and what was good for me and what was putting in my body because you know you get away with so much being an athlete like nowadays I I feel like uh, if I could go back like I I feel like I'd be even better of a player of a person of everything just because of what's available I mean there's Mm -hmm. so many you know healthy options that are available so many people are talking about uh, health and and performance and nutrients and we really weren't doing that as much when when I was playing um so because of those things I feel like it's easier um Mm -hmm. and but I I needed to kind of grab hold of it myself and um so I just I don't even know where I'm going with this (laughs) but basically you know I I needed to set up I needed to create that routine you know, mm-hmm. I needed to, to create that routine, get back on, on the horse, per se. And um, part of it was just figuring a structure for my day. Because being an entrepreneur, I mean, you know, you were in, in the beverage industry, too. You were working in yeah. there. And it's just, like, crazy. You could get a meeting. Um, you know, I can get a call right now that I have a meeting in an hour. And it's something that's pretty important that I should just go and take it. And then mm-hmm. there's other things that I have to plan out for, like, months. You know, mm-hmm. getting ready for the for the trade show that's not for four months you know Mm -hmm. um so there's different combination of things like that but i would say the biggest thing would be um just making sure i set the time to work out set the time to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and from there i'm able to kind of plan my schedule so i think that's so funny because i recently sat down and created like pillars for myself i'm like what's most important like physical mental emotional and spiritual I'm like I need to have all these things in my day yeah. in order, like one of these things in my day but the yeah. physical mental and then emotional is like connecting with other athletes right um I think is like also one of the biggest things yeah really absolutely great. no 100% it's difficult you mm-hmm. know it's not easy to still go from all that structure to now having to figure it out on your own um Mm -hmm. it's a sense of freedom like you get to finally empower yourself Mm -hmm. um but it's really difficult in okay what are the main things that are that are really important to me now right Mm -hmm. it's not in the eye of your coach or it's not in the eye of the program or the school or whatever or what you need to do for your job it's for yourself and Mm -hmm. that's a whole different type of, of planning and focus so yeah it's scary, but it's exciting. Absolutely. What are um? What's like your biggest fear? Um, 
you know, it, it's been until 2019, you know, we're day, day three, right? Day four now. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it's been failing. Like I've noticed, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really realize that that was my biggest fear until I did some serious self-reflection um, at the end of last year and for both personal and for business that that the fear of failure was always looming over me and everything I did and um, it, it's, it was used I used it as a positive as far as driving me forward and mm. um, really fighting and going after what I want and believing in myself and not hearing no but at the same time it, it is very limiting because um, I, I started to realize that you can't have faith and fear they can't coexist and so um, I'm pretty in touch with with what I believe in my faith and um, so if I'm going to be true to that and I'm going to trust the process mm-hmm. um, that I can't be living in this fear so right. that definitely is something that I'm working on um, and yeah. at least identifying with it um, is something that can kind of move me forward that's huge that admittance to yourself yeah um, would you say too though that 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 fear of failure has also is also why you are so successful yeah I definitely that's why I say it's like it's kind of one of those things that's like a gift and a curse. It's mm-hmm. definitely something that um, because I don't want to, that I'm gonna do everything in my power to not, you know, mm-hmm. um, and definitely has pushed me forward. But I, I I've learned and and through the experience and even growing the business um, that uh, to try and have less limiting self beliefs and try and mm-hmm. get rid of that those those fears uh, can really open up even more opportunities and doors and success. Um, so mm-hmm. that's what I'm I'm working on. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely a fear of mine too. Yeah. Well, really. Yeah. And I, I mean, we're so wired to like. We're so result oriented. Exactly. So it's like win or lose. If you lose, okay, what did I do bad? Watch film, like all of this, because it's all about winning for us right. in, in the best way and becoming our best. So um, when you fail, it's just, it. I feel like a five year old who gets something <laughs> like taken away on the playground. Yeah. Like I just break down and it's it's huge. It's like a maturity, it's a maturity thing for me for sure. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I wouldn't want to not have that feeling because it's I'm so don't want to lose or fail that you know you you do everything you can to prepare to win. Right. Or if you just start to empower it, like um, Sarah Blakely, uh, founder yeah. of Spanx, she's someone that I super admire and look up to. So uh, if she happens to come across this podcast and she has, <laughs> I want to set up super a meeting fan. with her. No. Um, but she, she talks about um, when she was growing up that at the dinner table, her dad would ask her and her siblings, you know, what did you fail at today? Um, and to really kind of empower that as mm-hmm. something that means that you tried in a sense is what I get out of it is that you really tried and you did everything that you could. And so, mm-hmm. okay, what are your failures? And then what do you learn from them? So, mm-hmm. In that way, I would say, you know, it's a good thing to kind of fuel you. But mm-hmm. like I said, just just kind of still believing in um, it's okay to fail. You know, don't don't fear it. Like mm-hmm. em- embrace it and em- embody it. So, what are what are one or two things that you want to leave behind? Like, say you went off to a, another island. I'm copying this from this question for another podcast. But you okay. went off to another island tomorrow. What would you? What are the couple things that you'd want to leave with people? Like any advice? Um, I like how you put it. Just go off to another island. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> another universe. No Don't just disappear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely want, would want to leave um, leave people with the advice of 
believing in yourself. It's so important. It's really important to believe in yourself because um, there's people that will doubt you, that, that they won't be on your side. Um, you'll think that they're in your corner and then they're not. And um, to really trust you are who you have. You know, I'm fortunate to have a great support system around me, but it, it's really, you need to believe in yourself. Um, and then um, another thing would be find happiness in everything that you do. Um, life is not easy. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of trouble that comes comes our way, but if you find happiness in even the little things, um, that can can make your time here even even better and make you even more successful at, at anything and everything you do. So, being happy, um, believe in yourself, being happy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was it too. You said right. Yeah, yeah. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> you can do another one, but no, that was that was awesome. Um, and a more like material question. Yeah. What are your favorite products besides to me? Um, help you sort of perform and, and be a president of a company. And Any like nutritional products? Yeah, I mean, there's a few other brands that actually that I, that I follow because um, I believe in their story, I believe in their founders, and they make amazing products. Um, mm-hmm. So I know uh, uh, Rachel from Snow Monkey was was on your show. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, Snow Monkey is an amazing ice cream or ice treat that mm-hmm. is superfood. Anything with superfood in it is is. A check on my in my box um and then uh there's these like chewy banana snacks called banana oh those are good yeah so they're another one that i would definitely say that that i'm that i'm loving mm-hmm. um so those are two kind of kind of products i would say or are other food items yeah um we don't have to go into beverages yeah you know i was gonna <laughs> say because other than to me uh yeah i only drink uh water plain water and uh coffee and yep so yep <laughs> it's a competitive yeah. thing yeah <laughs> it's definitely a competitive thing you know but also it's like if i don't believe in it and if right. i'm not drinking it how do i expect other people to so totally. it really is something some people will ask me do you really drink it i'm like yeah i drink uh, at least a couple bottles yeah. no i really get it <laughs> It's like, yeah, I drink a couple bottles a day because it really is good for you. And right. that's why I made it so I could drink it. So. Right. What are the nutrition packs again? Because there's like pretty much almost no sugar. Yeah. Which is amazing. Very low in sugar, very low in calories. Um, and really turmeric being our superpower, you know, having right. those anti-inflammatory properties. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, more people are getting it into their diet. You'll mm-hmm. see it at like coffee shops, you know, people put it in their smoothies, but uh, to have it in the form, we put some science behind it. So mm-hmm. we have a, a, I didn't even talk about it, but we have a, a food scientist that used to work for Lipton Teas and um, he served on the board for Ayurvedic Medicine. He's just a rock star and he's kind of helped us with the formulation. So that way it's more than just a yellow water and mm-hmm. something that's good for you. So mm-hmm. And I like what you said on your website. It doesn't stain your teeth. Because yeah. when I cook with turmeric, yeah. it like gets all over yeah. everything. Exactly. And it doesn't come off. Yeah. We yeah. made it a little easier, so you don't, <laughs> you don't have Science to do training. that. Yeah, you don't have to do that. That's so cool. And where can you buy this? Yeah, so we're available na- nationwide through Amazon or our, or our website. So cool. we want to, to get it to you direct. Um, and then if you're on the West Coast, then you can jump into Whole Foods and, and grab one there. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Shane, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the seventh episode of the Jocks Podcast. I'd like to thank Shayna Zadie for coming on and offering incredible insights into building a functional beverage company and sharing her transition to life after sport, how she still embraces a sports lifestyle. You can follow Toomey on Instagram at Toomey Water and check out their website, www.drinktoomey.com.
for updates and feedback on the Jocks podcast or to get in touch with any of the athletes interviewed, you can reach us on Instagram at wearejocks or email us at holler at wearejocks.com. Thank you guys and see you all next Monday.